Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to another Comic Book Tales. Tonight I want to focus on two issues I have with comic books. Marvel specifically, but it's not limited to Marvel. Uh, so this is a general thing for all superhero comic books. Let's leave it. Let's keep it there. Um, if you've ever picked up a comic book and it doesn't matter what era, it doesn't matter who wrote it, there's always a recap at the beginning. There's always a this happened last time or uh, interjection somewhere in the story to remind you of things. Uh, that have happened somewhere in the past of this character. So my question to, to everyone is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, to me, it feels feels a little self-serving for the comic company because they're trying to get you to read back issues. And as we've talked about, reading back issues isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing because you get to discover new aspects of that character that you may not have recognized. And Marvel did a good job of this in the 70s and 80s into the early 90s. They stopped doing it quite as much, but they would reference the exact issue where something occurred. So you could go back and say, I saw that in Defenders number 11, uh, but I'm reading Avengers uh, number 159. That's kind of cool because you can say, okay... I read this, I want to know more about this particular character, and there's a reference to what happened to him, how he got here in that other issue. And that was really cool to me. But the exposition at the beginning, now if you open up a Marvel comic today, the first page is a breakdown of who's in it, the characters, and it's paragraphs of what happened before. I'm bothered by that. I feel like I'm I'm paying for exposition I already know. Now this came about, this is really a Stan Lee thing, because he would say every comic book is someone's first comic book. So he wanted to make sure you could catch you up, so you could pop in at any time and have a basic idea of what was going on with that character. I, I get that, certainly I get that in the early 60s with Marvel, because they were trying to build a following. They're trying to get people interested in their comic books. They were different, they were exciting, they were hip, and he was trying to get that built up. But eventually it became, okay, if you don't know who Spider-Man is, no amount of exposition on the first page is going to change that. You either know or you don't know. And if they have their own book, then they're probably well enough known that you don't need to do that. So the Avengers don't need to be... Have a, I mean, there used to be... And I, I read that for the Avengers podcast. The whole thing about how they came about. Was it necessary? Not really, because it didn't necessarily mean that particular story that month. But it is something that was that's still hanging around. So if you pull up a, open a Marvel comic book today, you're going to see pictures of... Or, character drawings of whoever's in the comic book. And then you're going to see uh, maybe a panel from a previous issue, kind of like a flashback like you see on TV, to catch you up. And my contention is, anybody who wants to know will have already done that research, or will do that research once they read this comic book. So either you've done a good job in presenting this information, self-contained or otherwise, maybe it's serialized, and that's okay. But it needs to be its own entity. 
if you're given an exposition and a recap of everything that happened, and I only get 20 pages of, of comic book already, you've already taken up some of that comic book with your exposition and recap. And I don't like that. I feel like the, the prices of these books have gotten so expensive, I want to get some value for my money. Giving me a, a splash page that shows, and then another page of recap doesn't do that for me. So I have a problem with that. If you have a problem, let me know that because I, I think I'm not alone in this uh, feeling. So that's one portion, and I think it's something we should definitely uh, push back on. We need, to, we need to write letters to the editors of each of these books. We need to write letters to Marvel and DC if you're a DC fan and say, stop wasting valuable space in this comic book with fluff. I want a story. I don't want a four-page story. I want a 20-page story. The second thing that I want to talk about is should your favorite characters remain the same? And I kind of say not grow, but should they remain the same? And what I mean by that is Marvel has gone out to great lengths, and DC has done this in the past as well, to change a character. So Marvel has changed Thor from a man to a woman. They've changed um, Spider-Man numerous times to... Miles Morales or Spider-Man 2099. They've changed Spider-Man. They've changed Thor. They've changed Giant Man. They've changed Iron Man. Iron Man was Rhodey Rhodes for a while. It, it was James Rhodes. Sorry, not Rhodey Rhodes. <laughs> he called him Rhodey. Uh, but they've changed them. Sometimes it was good, and sometimes that character became their own character. I mean, Thor was Beta Ray Bill was for a while, and it was Thunderstrike, Eric Masterson, and then it was Odin's son. It just it goes back and forth. But what do you how do you feel about that? Because I, in one sense, I want them to remain as they are, as I've always known them, and in another sense, I want them to change so that they can grow. And we talked a little bit about this in another in a previous episode. Where I talked about sometimes the events in the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe, they never have lasting effects. They never change the characters indefinitely. When somebody dies, they're not always dead because it's too lucrative to bring them back. And I was listening to a podcast about, uh, from somebody else from NerdSync, and they were saying it's not so much the killing of the character. That's easy to do. It's the bringing back of that character. How do you bring it back so that it's somewhat believable? Again, it's comics. It's not totally believable. It's it's fantasy. It's fiction. It's science fiction. But how do you make it believable enough that you're going to want to look at that? Superman, killing Superman was the ultimate. We killed him, but he's our biggest, one of our biggest franchises. We got to bring him back. We can't leave Superman dead. We can't kill him indefinitely. How do we get back that people can go, Oh, yeah, it was a marketing thing. It was a marketing hype. And the Death of Superman books sold big, and they're worth practically nothing today, even in the Mylar cover. So just because you had an event doesn't make it a good event. It was a big deal at the time. It was talked about, but it wasn't, it wasn't perfect. So should our characters grow? Should Thor become a woman? Should Thor become Jane Foster? Is that a good thing, or is that a bad thing? Um, I, I mean... Historically speaking, I want my characters... Here's a perfect one. Nick Fury, in the comics, up until the Marvel Cinematic Universe came out, Nick Fury was a white, an old white guy. Literally, he was aged slowly, but he was still an old white guy. For the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they patterned him after Samuel L. Jackson, and he became an old black guy. I mean, 
Samuel L. Jackson doesn't look old, but he's in his 60s, became a black man for the movies. And then suddenly in the comics, they had to come put them together uh, once Avengers was released to how he became a black man because it was never explained. It was never explained how Nick Fury in the Marvel 616 universe was white, but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he was black. How did that come about? Because obviously you can't confuse the two. So they came up with a somewhat believable story. Well, you can just judge for yourself. Uh, but it's it's something that you want your characters to change. And maybe the reality is it's not a matter of who is Thor. It's a matter of who holds the hammer. It's not a matter of who's in Iron Man's armor. It's the fact that Iron Man's armor exists or Giant Man's growth formula or shrinking formula for Ant-Man or Yellow Jacket. It, it matters that those costumes exist. And we see the same thing in sports. And, and some people say when you cheer for a sports team, you're cheering for laundry. Because the players change constantly. With free agency, the players have changed over and over and over. And if you're not a sports person, that's fine. But if you've ever seen somebody, you see somebody wearing a jersey for a player who hasn't played on that team in a decade or more. Because they bought the jersey, they wear it because it has the, their team. You're cheering for a team. You're cheering for a symbol. You're not cheering for the person. And I think that's where we get a little we get a little itchy. And, and we just don't like that. We don't like that feeling like, oh, wait a minute. I like uh, Tony Stark. I don't like James Rhodes. Well, okay. But it's still Iron Man. It's just a different take on Iron Man. I think it allows the the writers and the artists the chance to do something a little bit differently. That doesn't mean it always works out well. Sometimes it's not good. Different isn't always good. Different for the sake of being different isn't always good. Or change for the sake of change. But if you're changing because the character is maturing, you know, does Tony go from being an, an egotistical jerk to being a good guy to currently being an egotistical jerk, is that a good thing or a bad thing for the Marvel Universe? You know, is that something we want to say, okay, I can get behind this because it makes the story interesting. I think if you, as much as you might want a character to stay exactly the same, the stories get dull. The stories get very, very dull. Think of Thor in the 90s or Daredevil in the 90s or Iron Man in the 90s or late 80s. It, it was dull. You know, you got some events here and there, but it just got dull. Every month you're going, okay, what are they going to The Hulk. How many times can you see the Hulk beat something up before you go, this isn't really helping me? There has to be some crisis, some, something that makes this worthwhile. So you have to change the character. We change as human beings. We talked about in other podcasts. We've changed as human beings. We have to expect our characters to change as well. And I think sometimes we're reluctant to do that because this is what we grew up with. This is what we know. Don't make Thor a woman. Don't make Tony, um, or don't make Iron Man some other person. Don't make whatever, something different. Don't kill off my favorite character. He's my favorite character. Well, they find a way to explain it, whether you believe it or not, and then you kind of forget how they came back. Wonder Man's come back, gone, gone to the dead and come back multiple times. We talked about it a little bit last week. Hawkeye's been killed, you know, just things happen. Um, but do they bring them back? Well, so those are my two, two issues tonight is every comic book, somebody's first comic. And should it be, or should you just assume here it is, get the exposition out of the way, 
maybe every 12th issue you recap a little bit for somebody might be picking up new so that you know there's going to be a time when they're going to get some some exposition that's going to help them understand the character or you just say hey you got to go back 50 years and you got to read all 50 years of comic books that's not realistic but maybe we need to have something um in the 80s it was the marvel universe uh which basically had bios of every character that's how i got to know a lot of characters i hadn't read the books on because i wasn't picking up book here book there i had a limited amount of money so i was buying what i could buy and i just didn't have enough money to buy everything so maybe that's something that needs to be done again something that really gives you the the power set the history where do they appear just the basics there. So the comic books can really focus on the character, the story, the development. And then the second thing is, should your favorite characters change? I think they need to. As much as I don't want them to, I think they absolutely have to for the comics to still be interesting. If you're still telling the same story with Captain America defeating the Serpent Squad or defeating Baron Zemo... It gets dull. It just gets dull. Fantastic Four. How many times can they beat Doctor Doom? How many times? You know, Spider-Man beating the lizard. Does it does it ever get old? Of course it does. You want something interesting and new and different. And that's what you need. So the characters have to grow. But the writers have to make them stay grown. They cannot revert back to form because it's easy. They've got to change. So Aunt May has to die at some point. I know it's sad to say... But she can't be here forever. And when she's dead, she has to stay dead. She can't come back. If she comes back, then it, it undo, undoes everything that you were trying to get emotional response from. Pick the things you can get rid of. Characters die on TV shows all the time. Sometimes they come back and sometimes they don't. But characters die off. you got to do the same thing in comic books. Maybe you don't get your main characters. Maybe there's, the life and death really isn't there but you got to do something. Life model decoys can't be there for everybody. Some people actually have to die and stay dead. That's life. That's that's what we're expecting. That's what we realize. So make it so. Make it happen that way. Just my two cents. I certainly welcome your response, but that's what I feel. Um, hit us up on iTunes. Give us a recommend. Or, yeah, give us a recommendation. Uh, check out our other podcasts at hannatreeproductions.com. H-A-N-N-A-H treeproductions.com or on Twitter at Hannah Tree Prod, H-A-N-N-A-H Tree Prod. So I thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.